Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now, this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Scandal and vice, or sugar and spice, it's naughty but nice with Hello, 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 welcome to the Naughty But Nice Show. I'm your host, Rob Shooter, and it is Wednesday, which means our dear friend Donnie Meacham joins us. Hey, Donnie, because I'm so good at what I do, I have a little bit of gossip on you. I hear you've just returned from Vegas, where the town was set on fire. Yes, Sin City lived up to its name. I sinned. I had a good old time. Yeah, I was there for a gay dodgeball tournament, which I know you're like, what? Grown men and women, you know, playing dodgeball. Yeah, and it's 800 people. As a part of this entire league. Like, it's crazy. The amount of fun, though, and you just go for four days, and it's not just people from L.A., it's people from all over the country. We played teams from Colorado and Seattle Mm -hmm. and Portland and Florida. It really is. I'm telling people out there, if you're looking for a hobby or something, Mm -hmm. do something like this. If you get Mm. out there, you just meet new people. Some people take it serious. Others do not. It's just fun. I think it's so good. Figure out what you enjoy doing and figure out a way to make that your hobby. I wish I had a hobby like that, Donnie, because yeah. you do. You meet so many different people. And in our little lives, we sort of get into a bubble, don't we? Yep. It's the same yep. 10, 15 people every day, which I love. If you're listening, my friends are listening. I do love seeing you. But I can get into that little bubble of work and yep. then Bottinos and then work and then Bottinos. Yep. Like it's, it's sort of like a conveyor belt. And if you have a hobby like this, it really changes your whole social yep. network. When did you start doing this, Donnie? I did it right after COVID ended. Like, you know, I moved back to LA during COVID. So right after COVID ended, we were all trying to find a way to like meet people. How do you make Mm. friends? So we first started playing outside, of course, because everybody Mm -hmm. was still nervous. Uh, Now you play inside in the gym. And it was so, the magic was there right after COVID. Everybody was so happy to just see other people and just make new friends. Because as an adult, it's hard to make friends. It's hard to make friends. It doesn't matter what age you are or where you you live. It's really hard to to make new friends. I was thinking about volunteering more this year. 
And the reason I'm doing it is not because I'm a good person, but I want to meet new people. I think it'd be really lovely to have that group of of friends around you, particularly friends that are not just related to your job. So many of my friends are are work friends, and and I do adore them. Once again, I'm not complaining. I love my work friends, but it'd be lovely to have that. The problem is I'm not very big on physical activity. Maybe you can have a, a, a drinking party at Patino's. You can have a Patino's <laughs> Maybe club. I'll join like a darts league. Dart, somewhere where I can honey. sit in a chair and throw. Throw in Something shade. Like oh, maybe a crocheting league. <laughs> hey, Naughty, send us your suggestions. Now, I've got to ask before we jump into the show, did you meet somebody special in Vegas? Kiss, kiss, kiss. I met a few special people and then I oh, left them oh, in Vegas. A few. Thank you very much, Donna. How many days were you there? Two. Yeah, Four. You met seven people. One. Yeah. <gasps> Donna, it's too much. Okay, let's jump into the show. What time is it, my friends? It is tea time. Tea time. This is a wild story at the top of the show. It really got me thinking. Shannon Doherty is saying that a lot of people are going to come to her funeral that she doesn't want there. Mm -hmm. She's in the middle of a battle with cancer. She did a new interview saying that she thinks a lot of people are going to show up and I don't want them there. And she said she doesn't want people there being phony. There's a lot of people who don't like her, but they probably will turn up at her funeral because they think it's the right thing to do. They think they should be seen. She's saying, no, I don't want that. I don't want you just turning up out of pressure. If you're not nice to me while I'm alive, don't be nice to me when I am gone. And she said a few people are going privately say it or maybe publicly. Thank God that B-I-T-C-H is dead now. Oh, Shannon. I mean, this is sort of a major thing to think about, Donny, and it's something nobody likes to talk about it. Obviously, her cancer battle is what is brought yes. this up, brought these feelings up, brought this conversation up. But Donny, have you ever thought about your own passing and how you'd like that day to go? I've told all my friends, I'm like, I want you to do belly fireball shots out of the coffin. I want you to walk up to me, put a fireball shot in my belly button and shoot it out. That's what I want. I'm going to have fun. But also, what Shannon Doherty is saying here is Alyssa Milano do that's not sh- show up to my that's funeral. Sh- that is what she couldn't say Alyssa Milano's name because, you know, she was being tactful. But what she's right. saying is Alyssa it's I know just you're like, listening. I know you're going to see this. Do not show up to my funeral. That, that's basically what she's. That's basically what what she's yeah. saying yeah. here. <laughs> it's so interesting. I think I want a funeral like Whitney Houston's. Remember that fabulous? Yes. Oh, like a gospel choir. Like we went to church. Oh yes, I think something big like that. But I'm not sure. I have a list of people I don't want there. In fact, I'm. I know I. I don't. Now she wouldn't. She wouldn't name names. No. We all know who it is but she wouldn't actually name names would you in donna you can hold a grudge even in death will you hold a grudge i'd come back to dead just to say why are you here i'd wake up and say sweetie why are you here go back and then i'd just go back down okay but why are you here no i'd have all my friends text a group text saying why is this person here coming from me so i'd give somebody my phone before i died and then text a group text why is he here why is he here get out i know People plan their funerals. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a strange thing to talk about. Celebrities do this. They they know what songs they want played. They know who they want there. They know who they talk. And maybe it's not a, a bad idea, but this brings us to our poll question of the day. Shannon Doherty admits there are a lot of people that she does not want at her funeral amid her battle with cancer. Our question is, is this good planning? 
Or is this a terrible idea? Is this good planning? Planning ahead, you know what you want and you're going to get it. Or is this just a terrible, terrible idea? Thinking about death, thinking about people you don't like. What do you think? Hey, go vote on our Twitter page at Naughty Nice Rob or our Facebook page, which is Naughty Gossip. And be sure to check back tomorrow to hear your results. Hey, Donnie Love, what are you working on? All right, well, Lindsay Lohan, she's upset over a uh, fire crotch reference in the new Mean Girls movie, and she's uh, blaming Tina Fey. So, you know, Lindsay Lohan, she's there, she's at the premiere, she's watching the movie, and then all of a sudden, an infamous fire crotch insult resurfaced in the new movie. Ooh. So, we all remember this, so... Back in the day, you know, Lindsay was going through a hard time. You know, 2006, oil heir Brandon Davis, who is, we all look back now and it's like, ew, he was so mean and so disgusting. He called her fire crotch, basically. And it went back to even with Paris Hilton when Paris and Lindsay were having weird going back and forth with each other. And she's just sitting there. And then all of a sudden it came up and it was said. And for her, I think. It was insulting because I'm sure people laughed. and But what they don't realize is you're laughing at her and she's sitting right there in the audience. And Oof. I am surprised Tina Fey put that in. But I'm also more surprised that nobody reached out to her to say, yeah. hey, just so you know, this yeah. is in there. They invited her to the premiere. They wanted her at the premiere. Yeah. They wanted her to walk in the red carpet so they could get publicity. And nobody gave her the heads up. And so she's sitting in the movie theatre and then this joke comes out. And let's be clear about this. This joke was made in 2006 by a really awful person. A man made this really disgusting joke about her, which is basically a joke about her private parts. Let's be clear here. This is not a joke about something she's done or, or something she's said. No, it's about her private parts. And then Tina took the joke, repackaged it. 20 years later, this sexist joke, this disrespectful insult, and put it in the movie. And then they had the nerve, the balls, to invite Lindsay to the premiere. And nobody said to her, pulled her to one side and said, oh, Lindsay, there's a new joke in the movie about your private parts. What's going on? I I expected so much more from Tina Fey. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, it's Megan Thee Stallion is the one who makes the joke in the movie. And Megan, the st- and so I'm just curious now if Megan feels bad because I think at the time you're given the script, you're thinking, okay, I'm told what to say, I'm just gonna say it, and then now all of a sudden you're like, oh, I never hmm. thought about because I yeah. think at the time nobody probably thought about, oh, what do you think Lindsay's gonna feel about this? Which is wrong because you're making a joke about her, yes, who made the movie what it was. Lindsay yeah. Lohan was. She made that movie. What she it was. made that Sorry. movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Lindsay's daddy's speaking out. I know Michael. And he said it's a classless joke. He's right. Classless. I mean, I don't very often agree with Michael Lohan. It's a classless joke. It's a joke that you would expect of a third rate comedian, of some yeah. bad comic in Vegas, probably a man. I wouldn't expect this to come from a woman or Tina Fey. She's so cool. She's so smart. She must know it's a sexist joke. There's no joke about somebody's vagina. That is funny. It's just not funny. And I can't believe it's in the movie. I can't believe they didn't tell her about it. And I'm told Lindsay is really angry about it. And I'm on Team Lindsay here. Shouldn't have happened. Cut it. Cut it out of the movie. I I bet it will be removed when once it comes out to streaming or on buying. I 
bet you they will go back in and re- find a way to either yeah, just have Megan the Stallion recreate a different line and dub yeah. it in, or it'll be just removed. Yeah, altogether. it's like when you watch movies on TV yeah. and they dub the F word. Yeah. Have you seen that? Like, or even Sex and the City. Yeah. When it's not on HBO, they have to do some dubbing. And yeah. it's a little off, but it's yeah. okay. But it's Take fine. it out. Tina, Take if you're listening, allow, allow, allow. Take it out. Okay, moving along. Lady Gaga is set to respond to Madonna's <sighs> apology and latest insult. So Madonna was in Toronto and she unfortunately <laughs> said, hello, Boston. Oops. Well, you know, <laughs> she's busy. She's, she's tired. tired. She's tired. She's, she's tired. She's busy. Know, she's, she's busy. Fine. But she did acknowledge her mistake. And she said, which I think is funny. She said, that's like you guys saying Lady Gaga's playing tonight. So that's like you guys, the it's audience, funny. telling everyone you go to Gaga concert. I think this is funny. I'm told that Gaga has been made aware of this. And she did laugh. She thinks it's funny, but she might introduce herself as Madonna at her next concert. I think this is fun. These two have a really odd relationship. I think it's really, you can't say it's a cat fight. You can't say it's a a war because it's one-sided. I think this is Madonna, who's a little bit angry with Gaga. I don't think Gaga really cares that much. I mean, she wants Madonna's approval. Who doesn't? She's the queen. But I think Gaga could, could laugh this off. And I do think in a weird way. It's actually helping both of them because it's quite funny. It's quite silly. It's not anything really deep or meaningful or or vicious here. It made me laugh, Donnie. Have you ever confused where you are when you woke up in Vegas? Were you like, hello, Hollywood? I have not made that mistake yet. Um, I have woken up sometimes and been like, who who are you? Oh, and who's the house am I at? So that has <laughs> happened. But I find this so it it only the only thing I hate about this whole like back and forth between Madonna and Lady Gaga is is Lady Gaga has said a million times she worships Madonna. Worships she does, and it she just like she she just wor- and for her she idolizes her. Yeah, she, uh, I have a mentor who's a bit jealous of of my career. I, I'm doing pretty well. I idolize. I idolize this person. And the nastier they are to me, and they have said some really cruel things behind yes. the back, the more I think I sort of like them. Yes. I mean, it's crazy. I absolutely idolise this person. The same with, with Gaga here. I think it's funny, though. And i got to admit, in my PR days when I worked for Bon Jovi, I didn't know what city we were in. We used to get on a plane, get on a bus, get to a hotel, go to a venue, get back on a private plane, fly to the next city. And after four days of doing that, you never leave the hotel. You don't even see the city. You could be in anywhere in the world. In fact, when Bruce used to call me and he was like, where are you? I had to look at the telephone in my hotel room and say, area code 204, whatever the code was. I was like, I have no idea. Yeah. I didn't know where I was. Yeah. Poor Madonna. I do love her. Okay. Moving along. Oprah refused to eat the pizza. At the Critics' Choice Awards. (laughs) (laughs) So Oprah Winfrey, she refused. So at the Critics' Choice Awards, basically they pass around pizza in a bag. You know, guests get hungry. You're sitting there for a while. I like like pizza in a bag. It's a little pizza in a bag. And she was like, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. So we all remember Oprah Winfrey has lost a ton of weight. She has. A ton of weight on Olympic, like, we'll be real, I think. You know, let's Well, she hasn't named which drug, but she did say she's on a weight loss drug. I mean... Yeah, it's odd because she does. Doesn't she still own part of Weight Watchers? She does so it kind own of goes Weight Watchers, so your, it's tricky for whatever, her. Whatever, yeah. I know. It's there. like illegally blonde. Yeah. When the murderer, the accused murderer, wouldn't say she was having lipo yeah. because she was in the fitness game. Yeah. And so that's where my mind went. Continue. Yeah. Anyway, so they're passing out the bags, and Fantasia Barino was like, no, 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 no. I <laughs> d- don't want this. And she made a joke, and she was like, 
where are the lamb chops? She's going to laugh. I don't want pizza in a bag. And Oprah was like, no, I'm not eating this because I don't want to mess up my lips. Basically, oh, it's not the lipstick. lips. And you're like, sweetie, it's not the lipsticks. It is. It's, this picture would be out there next to you yes. at the Weight Watchers ad yes. and Ozempic. So yeah, she's not doing that. Why. Gail's got a spare lipstick in a bag. It's not yes. the lips. She doesn't want to eat the pizza. Oprah gave up bread. Remember when she gave up bread? Now oh. she loves bread again. No. I know. Oprah only eats good stuff. She's not eating pizza in a bag. It's all organic and it's all, I think she grows her own vegetables. Yes. You know what I mean? Good. It's yeah, Oprah. She's, like, she's Oprah. She's yeah. Oprah. Don't you be giving Oprah a piece of pizza in the bag. In the I wonder if she just like cheap food though. Like, do you think she ever like says to Gail, oh, let's go to Mickey D's and get a oh. happy meal? Taco yes. Bell. She's a Taco Bell. I feel like she likes Taco Bell. Oprah's oh, yes. Taco Bell gal. I can with feel it. hot sauce. Oh, it sounds Ooh, delicious. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Welcome back to the Naughty But Nice Show. I'm Rob Shooter with our dear friend Donnie Meacham. Hey, Donnie. Let's get to the polls. Da, 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 da. Okay, last show we talked about Queen Elizabeth is reportedly absolutely enraged that Ooh. Meghan and Harry claim that she approved of Lilibet's name. So if you remember, Lilibet was the Queen's nickname when she was a little girl. Nobody really used it. Her mom and dad did. Her sister did. Her children absolutely did not. And neither did her husband. This was a very private nickname. So then Harry and Meghan, Meghan named their, their, their little girl Lilibet. And they claim that the Queen was really fine with this and she approved it. Now there's new reports out saying that didn't really happen. The, the Queen did not approve it and she was really mad about it. So our question was, do you think Harry and Meghan asked permission? Do you think they did or not? Let's have a look. Oh, 70% said no, they just named that baby Lilibet. I think the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. I think they probably said to the Queen, yes. we're thinking of Lilibet. Yes. They didn't ask permission, but they yes. probably sort of gave us some, some heads up. What do you think? I think they definitely mentioned it to the Queen, like, hey, sweetie, yes. we're naming her Lilibet. And then the Queen didn't say no, so therefore she approved of it. If you don't say no, they're right. technically not wrong. If they gave you the, <laughs> if they told you ahead of time and you didn't say, do not name her Lilibet, right. they're not wrong. You approved of the name. I'm sorry. Yeah. You either disapprove I... or you approve. There's no in between. Uh, I think yeah. you're right. I have friends in my life who, who do this. They sort of tell me something, and if I don't say no, then they take that as a yes. Yes. And so I've learned with those friends, they no. only understand yes and, and no. no. Yep. And so now I, I say it. Yes. Like, if I don't want to do it, I don't, like, no. say, oh, maybe, sort of, nope. okay, we'll see. No, no, no. No is a complete sentence, Naughties. Don't forget to vote on today's poll. Go to our Twitter page at Naughty Nice Rob or our Facebook page, which is Naughty Gossip. And be sure to check back tomorrow to hear your results. And now it's time for our nicest of the day. Well, the nicest of the day is Taylor Swift's cousin. Because he's claiming he's the one that actually set her up with Travis <laughs> Kelsey. So her second cousin has come out and said, look, I made a love connection between her and Travis, Danny Fry said. He didn't go over the detail of how, you know, they met or what's going on with that. But he says, I've gone to a few of you know, Kansas City Chiefs games along Taylor. The funny thing is, a lot of people have been trying to figure out who I am lately. So, yeah, but it's been an interesting month or so. I've been going to a few Chiefs games. Now, look, <laughs> Danny. I believe that you feel that you might have set the two of these up. But, sweetie, it's Taylor Swift and Travis Kelce. I, you know, I, I, just, I, I have a problem because they're both, everybody knows who they, so they just, 
I don't think they needed you. Did, did you really need you? It's no, really, they they, yeah. they sort of knew each other. Kind of <laughs> this is quite quite funny, but I would take credit for it, it too it. if I had I anything it. even remotely to it. do with this, even around them. If I knew both of them, then I would be taking credit too. I wonder how Taylor feels about it. I don't. I bet she doesn't like this. I bet. I hope he has permission to 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 say this before he blabbed, blabbed, blabbed. We'll we'll definitely check out that. Okay, let's do our our naughtiest of the day. Naughty, naughty, naughty. Rebecca Romain is finally addressing her ex, John Stamos's tell-all book, saying, I was blindsided. Wow. So Rebecca has finally admitted that she was shocked when her ex-husband wrote that memoir three months ago. She said, I was sort of blindsided by it. I was very surprised by it. Actually, I was shocked by it. But I don't really want to help him sell more books by making headlines. So I don't want to say anything else about it. Really smart. Really, really smart, Rebecca. Now, let's remind everybody, in the book, he called her the devil and said, quote to People magazine, I just hated her. So, does Rebecca want to go back and forth and get into this with John and what a bad husband he was? Or does she just want to move on? I'm told she just wants to move on and she probably will never, ever, ever mention this book again. John, you are our naughtiest of the day. Donnie, I promise when I do a tell-all book about you, I'll give you the heads up. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. At least 24 hours. Yes, okay. Let's end with a moment of rub. You get a rub, you get a rub. You get a rub. get a rub. The path to success is paved with failure. What I'm saying here is you've got to know that failure is part of the journey. In fact, it's essential. You can't succeed unless you fail. So I know it feels terrible when something doesn't go well. I know it feels really disappointing when something doesn't turn out the way you want it to. But it's just a step on your journey. It's just a step on the path that you are taking. And the secret to success really is quite easy. Never give up. Just never give up. I'm not successful because I'm talented. I'm successful because I never stop. Keep going. And remember, the path to success is paved with failure. Hey, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening to The Naughty But Nice with Rob and Donnie Show, a production of iHeartRadio. Don't forget to subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. Leave us a review if you can. And remember, all together now, if you're going to be naughty, you've got to be nice. nice. Take care, everybody. Pip, pip. Welcome back, Donnie. It's Naughty But Nice with Rob. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now, this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. 
Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.